you for listening in on Tent of Testimonies podcast. This is the official podcast of the Tent of Testimonies International under the leadership of Prophet Dr. Fred Akama and Senior Pastor Maureen Akama. As you listen to this and other amazing sound biblical teachings, our aim is to equip you with the Word of God so that you can grow into an effective believer. In today's podcast, we do believe that you will be imparted with the knowledge of God, spiritual truths, and kingdom principles that will positively affect your spiritual life. Be blessed as you listen, and may you come back with a great testimony. I want to share something a little bit concerning praying for those that God has put authority over us. Praying for those that God has put in authority over our lives. And I'm not talking about spiritual authority. I am talking about authority that God has put over your life, whether at home, at work, in your family, and maybe in church. So I want to share something small. Today I pray that we shall be able to learn a thing or two and understand, and then I want us to pray. Praise Jesus. Give me First Timothy chapter 2 verse 1. I want us to read from the book of Timothy, the first one. Chapter 2, verse 1. I want us to read something about prayer. At the end of the day, my prayer is that each of us will know how to check charge of our destinies. Over and above being under someone, there is much that you can do towards having, you know, an effectual prayer life towards achieving your goals in life and everything that concerns that. So I'm trusting God that I'll be able to do this teaching in 30 minutes. Can we read together? What does the Bible say? all godliness and reverence. There's a, the version I've been reading talks about and honor. So Bible says, just go back to one kindly. Bible says, this is Timothy, yes? Therefore, I exhort first of all that all supplications, prayers, intercession, and thanksgiving or giving of thanks be made for who? Be made for who? All men. men. The word men there refers to both he and she. So this means any living being. Therefore, all supplication, prayers, intercession, giving of thanks has to be made to all men. And then now the Bible narrows down specifically to kings 
and all those in authority, that we may lead a quiet and peaceable life in all godliness and reverence. Just keep this scripture here. So why do we pray? We pray for our sake. You must pray because of you. Bible says, if you want to have a quiet life, if you want to have a peaceful life, what do you do? You pray. How do you pray for those in authority? So when we look at the nation of Kenya and we see things going in a direction that we don't want, it means this will eventually affect our peace or can eventually affect our stability or can eventually affect, you know, the peace of a nation has direct influence towards the economy. Is that true? So if you want to safeguard yourself even against inflated prices and such kind of things, we must pray for the nation of Kenya. Why? So that we are at peace. Where? Not only in one another, but also in our pockets, because the prices will definitely be affected and go up. Are we together? So Bible says that it means when we pray for our authority or those that God has put over us, the end result should be peace. The end result should be a quiet life. Praise the Lord. Now, each of us, God has put us under a level of authority. Number one in our families, for those of us who have parents, if you're a young person, you have parents. And the Bible expects us to pray for our parents. If that is the authority. Even if you stay in Nairobi, your parents are back home. You know, they're still your parents and they're still your authority. So, Bible says you must pray for them. Why? So that you have peace. If you're married, Bible says the man is the head of the house. So, who must you pray for? The man of the house who is your husband. Why? So that you can have peace. Remember, Bible does not say that it does not categorically you say it says that you pray for those who fear him. No, you're praying for everyone. Even if it's that drunk man, that is the one you must pray for. Even if it's that God-fearing man and you know he prays, you must pray for him. Why? For the sake of your peace. Like I said before, for those of us, even those who are single, I am sure you have parents or guardians. If not there, there is the spiritual authority that rests over you. Bible says, pray for these people. Pray for these people that it shall be well with you. In other words, Bible is saying in so many words, that if you have a desire in your heart and you want to see something come to pass or into fruition, you have to pray for your authority. Why? Because they have a say in your life. If you want to study, especially the young people, and you have someone who's paying your fee, you know there are parents who can tell you you cannot do this course. If you do this course, I won't pay fee. You must do this course. You've seen such parents. 
and the desire of your heart is you really, really want the, uh, this other. For you to find the will of God concerning your life, what must you do? You have to lift it before God. And Bible says, in this matter you will lift a supplication before God. This is a humble prayer that you're lifting before God and you're telling God, favor me in this way so that I can be able to achieve that which I want. Praise the Lord. Now, we are spiritual beings resting in a physical body. Is that true? Because we are composed of body, soul, and the spirit. So you are a spirit being dwelling in a physical body. So when we pray, when you go before God and pray, God is able to give us the desire of our hearts and he releases it in the spiritual. Remember when you go before God, we have been taught about prayer. Is that true? You are going before a court. And when the judge listens to you and your case and makes judgment, what does it serve you with? What are we taught? It serves you with a, a court order. Is that true? And this court order, you must follow up on it to its implementation. Praise the Lord. So when I say that we have to pray for our authority, it means when we go seek a case or that which we want and we bring it before a judge and we sit and wait and listen to hear what he says, there is an action that has to follow from what we have been taught. Whichever direction that God answers your prayer, you must follow it up upon its implementation. So when it's released in the spiritual, you must follow up in the physical to see a manifestation of it. Are we together? Bible says, um, should be James, it says the effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man avails much. Before that, it says, are you afflicted? Are you in sickness? Call upon the elders of the church so that they can be able to pray for you. Why? Because the prayer of a righteous man avails much. So it means that if you're in Christ Jesus, it means your prayer will definitely avail. It must avail. Why? Because of the righteousness of God. And Bible says because the steps of a righteous man are ordered by God, definitely there has to be a result to what you're praying for. Bible says that um, in the days of the children of Israel, there's a time the children of Israel had really gone astray. And many times when they would go astray, what God would allow happen would be there would be a more powerful nation that would come, conquer them, and take them into exile. So God would allow another nation come and lord over them, L-O-R-D, or rule over them as a punishment 
because of their sinful nature. So give me Judges. Go to Judges. I want us to read briefly about Deborah. I want us to understand that when Bible exhorts us and says we pray, we lift prayer, we lift supplication, we lift thanksgiving before God, we lift our intercession, there is a bit that God expects us to do concerning the authority God has given you so that things go in the way that you want. So you praying is not an end result in itself. You praying is the beginning of an instruction concerning your life of how you're supposed to go about it to achieve what God has for you. Are we together? Are we together? There is a time in the Bible where the children of Israel, after they, you know, after there was a king that came and ruled over them for quite a while, and it was, they didn't have an easy time. Bible says that they cried out to God. The same Bible says when they cry out to God, a certain lady arose, and Bible calls her Deborah, and she went to a certain man and told this man, you need to arise. I want us to read together so that we understand. Give me um, Judges. Give me Judges chapter 4. We start very fast. Um, just start from verse 1 so that we get the context. Verse 1. Judges chapter 4 verse 1. Bible says when Ehud was dead, the children of Israel again did evil in the sight of the Lord. Uh-huh. Ehud was their leader if you read the previous chapter. So the Lord sold them into the hand of who? Jabin king of Canaan, who reigned in Hazar. The commander of his army was called who? Sisera, who dwelt in that word. So Bible says that the children of Israel came under the rulership of the king of Canaan. Are we together there? Go back to verse 2. So God allowed, Bible says that God sold them into the hand of another king, who was the king of Canaan. And this king of Canaan had an army, and the leader of the army was called Sisera. So Bible says in verse 3 that the children of Israel called out to God. And the children of Israel cried out to the Lord, for Jabin, this is the king of Canaan, had 900 chariots of iron, and for 20 years he had harshly oppressed the children of Israel. Imagine 20 years. 20 years is a long time. Is that true? Verse 4. Now, Deborah, a prophetess, the wife of Lapidoth, was judging Israel at that time. Which time? When they were still under the, the rulership of the Canaan king. So Bible says she would sit under the palm tree of Deborah between Ramah and Bethel in the mountains of Ephraim. And the children of Israel came to her for judgment. Next, very fast. Then she sent and called Barak, the son of Abinoam, from Kadesh in Naphtali, and said to him, 
not the Lord God of Israel commanded, go and deploy troops out Mount Tarob, Tabor, and take with you 10,000 men of the sons of Naphtali, of the sons of Zebulun. Stay there. No, just stay there. Six. So Bible says that um, at certain time, eh, the children of Israel have been in exile for 20 years. And Bible says within these 20 years, they cry down to God. Remember, God does not operate in time as much as he's given man time. Okay? But God expects that you are able to work with this timing and understand this timing to be able to move. I'll explain that ahead. So Bible says the children of Israel had been in exile for 20 years. Within these 20 years, they were crying out to God. When the Bible says that, verse 6 says, she sent to Barak, son of Barak and, and Aras, has not the Lord God of Israel commanded, go. This means God had spoken before. Is that true? God had spoken before, but this man had never acted. Why did God speak? The children of Israel had prayed. So this means when you pray for, you know, you pray for your parents, you pray for your husband, you pray for your spiritual authority, God releases an answer to that prayer. Yeah? And God had to speak to his mouthpiece at that time and tell her, I have spoken. Have I not spoken? Has not the Lord God said? It means God has been saying and saying and saying, but no one was taking action. Until God tells, uh, the, God tells the prophet, prophetess Deborah, can you look for this man called Barak? Tell him to take 10,000 men and do what? And go against the king of Canaan. Very fast to verse 7 and to pass a point. And against you I will deploy Sisera, the commander of Jabin's army, with his chariots and his multitudes at the river Kishon, and I will deliver him into your hands. So God has promised Barak that he will deliver Sisera and his men into. In other words, God is saying, I am going to give you victory because I've spoken and I've spoken and I've spoken and you're not acting. Can you arise and go against Sisera? Why? Because I'm giving you victory concerning this thing. Why do we need victory? Because the children of Israel have been suffering and suffering and they have cried. Are we together? You know, there are situations in our life where you've cried and cried and told God, this I want an answer, this I need a breakthrough, this I need your divine intervention. And many times, let me tell you, there's no particular time in your life that you pray and God does not hear and does not answer. He always answers. Why? Because he obeys his word. So what happens to us? Either you're not in a position to listen because a lot of things have clouded your mind, or you've heard it, but you're still negotiating. Or God might have told you something, and if it is not in the direction that you thought he would answer, you kind of debate and keep asking, is it you, Lord? Did you speak? Did you say, speak again, prove your word? But he says, I have spoken. You know when you tell God, speak again, you will still speak the same, same thing. So what exactly do you want him to say? So verse 8, Babo says, so Barak, remember, Deborah told Barak, the Lord is saying, has the Lord spoken to you? Go, he will give you victory. So this is the response. Eh? 
says, if you go with me, then I will go. But if you will not go with me, I will not go. It was a simple instruction, eh? Go. So Deborah says, give me nine. So she said, I will surely go with you. Nevertheless, there will be no glory for you in the journey you're taking. Meaning, if he went ahead by himself, there would be glory. Why? God had spoken, given an instruction, promised victory. So it was not a matter of the prophetess going with him. It was a matter of, has the Lord, because you know, all the time, if you've read the Bible, anytime the children of Israel wanted to go to war, they would inquire of the Lord. If God says, go ahead, they would go. So here, the Lord had already given a go ahead. But this man was hesitant. And, the, and Deborah says, if I go with you, there will be no glory that you won this war. But the glory will go to who? A woman. Are we together? There are certain instructions God can give us to our individual lives, and God tells you, I want you to arise and do this. I want you to arise at this business. I want you to arise and do this. And you know what? At times you still negotiate with yourself. At times maybe you're not confident, and you're thinking, maybe the Lord is saying, let me partner up with someone. And at times God is just saying, Michelle, arise and walk. And at times when you partner, you find along the way you begin having challenges. Because things will be different. If this is an instruction you give and you must follow instruction to the latter. If you change along the way, things change. So Babu says that Deborah arose, went with him to the victory. And you see, this is how the Lord wanted to fight the battle. Get me down there where the where Bible says that um, the Lord caused the men of Sisera. There was a bit of a confusion and even the horses and everything. I don't know if it's verse. Someone gave me that verse. The verse that explains the kind of victory God gave the children of Israel. Thank you. And the Lord, verse 15 says, And the Lord routed Sisera and all his chariots and all his army, 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 with the edge of the sword before Barak. And Sisera alighted from his chariot and fled away on foot. Do you have another version? Give me another version. God routed Sisera, all those chariots, all those troops, before Barak. Sisera jumped out of his chariot and ran. So this was the kind of victory God wanted to give the children of Israel. It was never about numbers. It was never about qualification. It was never about whether you have the ability to do it or not. It was a simple instruction. And Babu says, you know, even the children of Israel, Babu says they fell by their... Okay, but Barak pursued after the chariots and the army to Harosheth Hagoim. And all the army of Sisera fell by the sword. Not a man was left. So the only man who escaped was Sisera. Yeah, the commander-in-chief. Eh? But Sisera fled on foot to the tent of Jael. So Deborah told Barak, the Lord has said, arise, 
go and fight to these people with your 10,000 troops. And when Barak says, you must go with me, Deborah tells him, you will go, but the glory is going to come upon a woman. Which woman is this? Jael. Who was Jael? Jael was a wife to Heber, the Kenite. There's a place it, it describes. Let me, let me just get it for us so that you understand where this woman is coming from. Still Judges, chapter 4. Let me get mine very fast. Judges, chapter 4. Uh, we look at verse. Uh-huh. There's a place where it describes who exactly is Giles. I think it's in one of those. Just try and look it up for me. Try and look it up for me. But Sisera fled on foot to the tent of Jael, the wife of Haber the Kenite, for there was peace between Jabin, the king of Hazor, and the house of... Yes, thank you. This is the, the verse I was looking for. So, when Sisera fled to this lady called Jael to hide, he knew that there had been peace between the house of Heber the Canaanite and the king of so he took advantage of this thinking he will be protected. Are we together? But Babu says the moment he went into the tent, you know, Jael told him, come, come and rest. And then Babu says that she took a, she took a, what is it? Go to verse 19. No, after, she, after he took the milk. Next, 20. Yes. So Babu says that when she allowed Sisera to sleep, she took a tent peg, you know, knocked it through his head, and the guy died in sleep. Praise the Lord. We are talking about praying for the authority. And I said, prayer is not an end result in itself. Prayer is the beginning of an instruction of how you're supposed to go about it. The children of Israelites prayed. What came forth? A word for Barak. And God told Barak, go ahead and fight this war. But the man feared. This is why he told Deborah, I must go with you. And this is why God had to speak through Deborah and tell him, tell this man to go. But when he goes and goes with you, the glory is going to be transferred to a woman who actually won this war and not you. So there are specific instructions that God gives us and he tells us, you know what? I told us the other time that you must pray that God gives you even favor with the authority. Never take it for granted. It is not automatic that you will actually get that favor. You must ask God. With your parents, you must pray and tell God, give me favor with these people so that it shall be well with me. Bonus, if you will. And when you pray... God is able to intervene in a situation. I keep on telling young people all the time, all the time, you desire to come for a meeting and your parents tell you you're not going for this meeting. What do you do? Sit. You're not going to die. 
sit a time will come you will get an opportunity you will go you will go for so many until you will be giving me excuses you cannot come for a meeting bana sifiwe so when your parents ask you no you know what you do you sit at home do the chores be jovial don't let everyone know that now that you're mad because you've not been granted permission you know even if it's the food that you've been told no remain behind and cook you ensure it's a burnt offering so that everyone suffers because you feel you're suffering bonus if you will at times the best weapon would be you give it your best shot and in between pray and tell god god i know next time you'll give me favor whatever it is that is you know holding them to make me not come lord give me favor are we together and one day you will be surprised you'll be told it's okay now you can go it is not eternal bonus if you praise the lord and i keep telling women if your husband would tell you today you're not going anywhere you're sitting here then you ask what am i doing here nothing just sit well and good you also do what sit and pray and tell god give me favor before this man next time i ask for, for permission he will grant me but you can't arise and say no it's a it's a ladies meeting mama is expecting me i must go things don't happen that way praise the lord when you pray you are able to change the course of nature you able to cause things to work within your favor are we together but there is a keyword prayer there's one time those feminine and you know Naomi and the husband decided no let's go into the land of Moab because there's food as they go into the land of Moab their sons decide to marry Moabite women And you know the children of Israel were a covenant people to God. But nevertheless, they married these women because they were in that land. And Babo says, you know, after a while this man died. And Naomi told Ruth and Orpah, you know what, now that your husbands are not there, you go. Because even if you stay with me and I have children, I get married, I have children, you know. They will not the age will not allow you to get married to them so go ahead get someone married and the same bible says Ruth had a different understanding why as you know as much as she was a Moabite remember the children of Israel were the chosen people of God right but Ruth decides you know what i will go with you you've said no but i have decided this is the way i want to go i am sure When Ruth interacted with Naomi, there's a certain culture that rubbed off her. There's a way she saw her mother-in-law doing things. She would see her pray. She would see her observe the, you know, the Jewish custom. You know those people are zealous about their religion. So she would see her observe such kind of thing. And I'm sure there's something she saw in her and she picked By the time this woman is telling her go back she's like no I will go with you. So I'm sure she learned prayer a thing or two from this woman. And I'm sure she learned that somewhere there is a God who defends the Israelites and is very passionate about them that he can destroy any nation to keep the people. And Bible says that she followed. And when you get into 
you know, deeper revelation. Naomi is like, you know, the Holy Spirit eh? leading you into your destiny, teaching for another day. But you see, when she comes into Naomi's camp and goes back with her, Naomi gives her further instruction eh? that I want you to go to a certain field. Observe this man. So she would go there when the servants, you know, would pick straw, she would go and pick whatever is left and take back home. And over time, one time, Naomi tells her, when the owner of this field goes to rest, go and sleep by the feet. I believe that's a very awkward instruction. Eh? Imagine your mother-in-law telling you, go, position yourself. Eh? When this man sleeps, up or do, go sleep there. Until when this man wakes up in the morning and finds her, you know you're embarrassed, people might think otherwise, eh? and releases her so early. But the kind of instruction she received, she followed it up, you know. And later, Babu talks about her getting married to this man. Is that true? So, I am pretty sure that Ruth learned the ways of God through this woman. Ruth was a Moabite. The Moabite had many gods with a small g. Eh? They did not worship the living God. But by virtue of interaction with Naomi, there was a rub of effect. And there's something she saw, and I'm sure she loved. You know, you cannot leave your own land, follow someone else, if they have nothing good to offer. Or if there's nothing that you admire in them, most of the time, even the mentors we have, is because there's something you see in them that you like. And when you, that's why you can find some people, you start dressing like other people. You've seen people dress like celebs. People even dress like, you know, whoever you admire, you start dressing like that. Some go to levels where they begin talking like that. Some, you find even, you know, when you're growing up, your career can change. You desire to do this kind of career because this person is doing this kind of career. So definitely there must have been something in Naomi that attracted Ruth. For Ruth to decide, you know what, the rest of my life I will go with this woman. She had no obligation. Why? Her husband had passed on. But nevertheless, she followed so there was an instruction after an instruction after an instruction to get her to, to the results that she needed. Praise the Lord. Give me Mark 11 very fast, and my time is over. Can we finish by 4.30? Kindly. Because there's something I need to explain so that we are together. I want us to go to the book of Mark. Give me Mark chapter 11. I want us to, to read a little bit about Jesus. 11 from verse 28. Start with verse 28 first. Mark chapter 11, verse 28. What does the Bible say? Uh-huh. Maybe... Take, take us a little bit up so that we understand the concept. Give us that 25. No, go to 26. 
26. Okay. So this was a teaching about prayer and the instruction of how to go about it. Verse 26 says, But if you do not forgive, neither will your Father in heaven forgive your faith and shortcoming. 27. And, and they, came and, they came again to, Je- to Jerusalem. And when Jesus was walking about in the courts and porches of the temple, the chief priests and the scribes and the elders came to him. So the people who were asking these questions were who? The chief priests, the scribes, the elders. These are people, by the way, who already doubted his ministry. Let's start from there. Is that true? And they did not acknowledge the ministry of Jesus. So Bible says when they went to Jerusalem and then Jesus was in the temple, this means Jesus intentionally went to where these people were. Because where do you find the chief priest? In the temple. So it means Jesus walked up to them. And then Bible says that they kept saying to Jesus, that's a capital H, by what authority are you doing these things? Who gave you the authority to do them? 29. Jesus said to them, I'll ask you a question, answer me, and then I will tell you by what authority do I do these things. The things means, you know, the healings that were going on, the miracles that Jesus was performing, the kind of teachings that Jesus was teaching with authority. So the Pharisees, the, 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 the scribes, the chief priests, they came to question Jesus. Who gave you authority? Who allowed you? Why are you doing this? And Bible says, Jesus said, when you answer me, I will also answer you. Is the baptism of John from heaven or from men? Answer me. You'll find many times when you want to deal with a situation, especially, you know, any form of situation, you must deal with it from the spiritual so that it, it manifests in the physical for you to deal with it. And many times you will find at times when you go before God and you want to pray for something, you can always even hear a voice asking you, why are you doing this? Who are you? Who are you to be standing in the gap and pray for this? At times you can find in the spiritual realm that you are questioned. Why? Because even the devil understands authority. And I said, when you know the authority above you, you will know how to counter. And you know you can stand in the gap and declare and pray. Why? Because the Bible says that you must pray for those in authority. So when the, name, when the enemy counters you and tells you, why are you praying? But we are commanded to do so. Bonus if we will. We are commanded to do so, to pray for those in authority. Who is your immediate authority? These are your parents. This is where you can stand in the gap and deal with generational curses. Why? You are in authority. Many times when you go into prayer, you can find even the demons saying, I am not going, who are you? I could be praying for someone else who is not my relative. But by the authority that God has given me, when I pray and declare, I expect to see results. Why? Because of the understanding of the spiritual authority that God has given me. But many times you will find that the enemy will always counter you and ask you, who are you? This is why you can speak to a situation concerning your life. At first, it can refuse to go. You prayed over it and prayed over it and prayed over it. And most likely the situation is looking at you and wondering, who are you to chase us? We've been here for centuries. eh? You know, generational issues have been there over and over and over. And they will question you, who are you? And that is why when you pray, 
you must stand in authority and speak and declare. Now, you can find in a family, a family setup, whether you are a mother or your child in the house or whatever capacity, you will find there's always one person who has a little bit of spiritual insight concerning matters more than someone else. You can find if you're in a family of brothers and sisters, you can find there's one person who has a bit more knowledge than the rest concerning spiritual matters. You can find in a family setup, it's maybe the husband who has more insight. You can find it's the wife who has more insight. And by this virtue, you are able to stand and pray. Why? Because you have seen and you know where God has called you and what God expects you to do. Bonus if you Many times you will find if you're challenging a status quo, a status quo simply means the generational habits that have been there. When you challenge them, they must challenge you back. They will always do that. You speak a word, you declare something concerning a word, the next day you find either you're, let's say you're praying for your brother, he's now gone an extra, an extra mile just to go off. You know, that's a challenge against you to, let, to make you understand. Do you think you are able to do this? You've been praying for your husband, praying, praying. And the moment you begin prayer, it looks like things are becoming worse. And at times you can even contemplate, or maybe I should just stop praying so that this guy just remains, okay, this is not bad, this you are used to. At times someone can think of that. Or at times, you know, there is a lady, I have read about her story so much, so much. She's written books and books, eh? but I don't admire her ministry. She's called Rebecca Brown, and she did a lot of deliverance. Eh? And many times she would challenge status quo and pray for people. You find those demons do a ribbon and come to her. To a level whereby it would manifest physically. Eh? At times something, a bomb has been placed in the car. She read the books. At times when she goes home, the Holy Ghost tells her, no, sit in the car and wait. If she sits for like 10, 15 minutes like this, she sees someone coming from her house and going in. Someone would have attacked her. So you will find that there will always be something to challenge, to challenge, so that you don't go far, so that you doubt. You know at some point, you know, um, it's called what? Barak doubted. How do we know? So a level where he told a woman, you, you know those times and how women were regarded? But to a level where he tells the, you know, the prophetess of God, you know, you must go with me, eh? because, but you see what he needed was a word. When a word is spoken, you're able to run with it. If you don't have a word, then you have to go and find the word so that you run with it. But you must have a baseline, a scripture, to be able to challenge, to be able to, to pray, to be able to speak, to be able to declare. So my prayer and my desire this day is, I am trusting God and I'm believing that we're going to see more revival in our families. Whatever we have seen is just a test. Or rather, it's God telling you, if I've done this, I can do much, much more. Most of the time, testimonies are there to encourage you, for you to understand. If someone has received, you can receive. If God has done this, he can go an extra mile. Praise the Lord. So I want to challenge us 
this day. That the authority God has given us in our own capacity, we must arise and do something. And it depends on how you speak. I am sure concerning families, you'll always find there's something that you must pray about. Let's say even if all your family is born again, you'll find there's another issue that you need to pray about. Is that true? This means at any given point, God is counting on us to speak our word, to declare. Even if there are those above us, there is something you will speak, you will declare, you will see a difference. Praise the Lord. So I want to, I came to remind us this day that, yes, we have, have we prayed and fasted? We have finished our 21 prayer and fasting, right? So we are at a place where we are looking unto God to see a manifestation of that which we've prayed for. Is that true? But I am sure in our closets there are certain instructions God has given us concerning your business, concerning your work, concerning whatever it is. There is a word for that. And God is looking up to you to do something about it. Either there are those that are supposed to pray some more, there are those who are supposed to arise and speak a word. There is an instruction attached to that prayer that we must be able to act. And there is a role that we must play so that we see a manifestation. After all, he says that he already knows the beginning from the end. So if he gives you an instruction, he already knows the outcome. But he can't do it by himself to make it come to pass in your life. So he's saying, can you watch over this word? Can you push it? Can you walk into that office? You have seen people where they've done an interview, they've got no response over a period of time, they walk in, and they're poor. have even asked my, my job, what is it? Many times you find a silent Christian becomes a failure, or rather a failing Christian. Because you have to keep on praying and talking. But even before you show up in that office, you must have prayed and told of God, now give me favor as I go. You just don't wake up one morning and are like, okay, I need this. Let me go. My job. You must have prayed about it. You must have told God, God, give me favor. You know, someone like Esther, maybe even she needed not to have prayed. If she would have wanted to get a direct prayer, her prayer request to the king, she would have just walked maybe to him, probably seduced him, got him into doing whatever she wanted, and you know. But that was not the instruction. Her mentor had told us, you have to do this thing, but she knew. You cannot approach this man's presence unless he calls you. This is how the kingship deals with issues. You cannot just walk in and ask for a promotion. This is not how they deal with this. They have to analyze, look at your production over, you know, the whole whole year. Is there have you made, you know, profit? You just can't wake up one morning on a January and make demand. Is that true? So there was protocol or other things to follow. And you know, Esther said, you know, let me go pray. And then I approached the king. And Babo says she had her prayer request granted. 
so there are certain things that God expects us to follow up. Or rather, everything that we have prayed for and trusting God. He expects us to follow up. You're trusting God to put up a business. How about you find out how much capital do you need? You can't just say all the time, Lord, I'm trusting you for this business. Make a way, make a way. Make a way how? What do you need? You can't even say. How about you work out, you find out, you know, how much capital do you need? And then you can boldly come with your prayer request and put it at the altar and tell God, this is what I want. You have something concrete. You know, I have seen a challenge in, in, in some things where I've seen people pray and the prophet of God declares a word and God comes through, you get that promotion. And then someone will come back again. Now I have another prayer request. What is it? At work, people don't like me. But it was part of the package. Is that true? I mean, you get the first promotion, the second, the third, no one is being promoted. What do you expect? Honestly, what do you expect? You've been trusting God for a promotion. Maybe what you have is just a degree. Eh? The others who have a master. And Bible says, favor is never fair. Eh? So you, you, you get favor with God, with man, our word has spoken. You worked on it. You give your best. The next thing we know, you promoted and promoted and promoted. People will dislike you. Gossip is part of the package. But you have to decide when I, I wanted more, I had to bless myself for this kind of blessing. Because now your goal will shift from being productive to seeing who is saying what, where, when, how. Which is not the order. So this is why I'm saying many times when we pray and God answers. This is why we normally say when you pray, you speak to God and you sit and listen to hear what is he saying. Whatever he says comprises of an instruction. This instruction, you must act on it. The same way Barak was told, you will go and fight, and I will give you victory. So there was a bit of fighting, but he's not fighting ignorant. He knows what is coming, victory. You're praying for this, what is coming forth, capital. But how do you go about this? The someone I was telling, I have learned over in life, eh? you can't see someone give you a testimony and say, I tried this, it works for me, blah, 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 blah. I opened this business, it works for me. Then you go, you decide, okay, let me go do exactly the same thing. You must have a witness in your spirit. Otherwise, you will go, if that is not your line, it will not work. If you're sleeping, say amen. So, I want us to just make a prayer the next 10 minutes. Make a prayer this afternoon and tell God, there is that instruction you've given me. Give me the ability. Don't allow me give my, myself instructions upon the instructions God has given. You know it's possible? The same way Cicera had instruction, not Cicera, Barak had instruction upon instruction. At times God just expects you to move with what he has said. So the question should be, how do I go about it? It's not fear. 
and one of the things that we're going to pray is that also God will remove a spirit of fear so that you can step out in boldness. You know, there are people God can talk to you until you start your own, you know, business, eh? But you're thinking, you know, when you're used to an end month kind of salary, then someone tells you walk by faith. Because it's not easy. You know, a monthly salary gives you comfort. Your own business, eh? You must go out there. You must do something. Yani, either way, it has to work because you're relying upon that. So you find someone looking at it, you weigh your options, you're like, hey, Jesus, let me wait a little bit. Which is still okay. You can even establish it before you do the transfer. But, you know, even Paul talked about um, God giving us, number one, the ability to do something and the willingness to do. So there can be the ability to get an instruction, to hear it. But it's another thing for you to arise and do it. Bonus, if you will. Praise the Lord. I want us to stand up and pray. So God has to give us the ability to follow up what he wants us to do. What instruction do you have? If by, by chance you went through this prayer and fasting and out of it you did not come up with anything, you did not hear the voice of God, you did not... And you see, hearing the voice of God, you don't need to hear that says the Lord. You just feel in your heart, let me do this. Feel in your heart, go this way. Feel in your heart, invest in this. Feel in your heart, do this and, you know, reach out to more souls. Because even the desire, the, the heartbeat that we have, even in this season, is to reach out to more souls. Imagine if God told you one day, you've never ministered to someone, eh? then God told you, walk, walk up to that one, eh? minister the love of God. You know, you can cross-check, counter-check, do all the checks. Then you look at yourself, you imagine yourself doing something, eh? You think twice. Or at times God can even tell you now today, stand up in the bus and preach. If people know you, you will not stand. You know some of these things take courage. Okay, leave alone the wrong ones who exploit people. Eh? But it actually takes courage to stand up and minister the word of God. You know one time during the post-election violence 207, I just joined campus, I was still new. So remember, we, we, used to, we used to have meetings on Tuesdays and Thursday evenings between 7.30, no, between 5.30 and around 7.38 and then go home. So I was from one of those meetings. So I remember in a, when I was in a mat, those days I used to stay in Huruma, so I was going to Huruma. Then when I was there, I just felt in my heart, God nudged me, I was sitting next to some gentleman, he was a bit, he was really middle-aged, slightly older, quite older than me. Then I felt in my heart, you know, talk to this man. I would feel in my heart that he's stressed up. So you know at times you can sit down, think twice, and then he had a can of um, it was Red Bull or something. But there was something he was drinking in the matatu. For someone not to be drinking in a bar, this person must be really worked up. 
So I looked at him, I thought, do I really want to do this? Then I said, ah, let me just talk to him. So I said, hi, how are you doing? Why are you drinking in the matatu? And you already look like you're kind of high. Then we talked, we talked, we talked, we talked. Then he told me, you know, I have a right to drink because I am stressed up. So I asked him, what is it? Thank God that time I was from a meeting, eh? So I, I felt the fire of God in my bones, eh? I could literally tell him anything. Imagine you're from work and you're tired and you need to minister to someone. So I asked him, what is it? So he was telling me the way, you know, because of the post-election violence and because of the tribalism and everything, eh? The wife, the parents had come to pick the wife and the children and they went to them. So he was alone. So he was saying he was in a fix because he loves his wife. But that time it was so bad. If you people remember the post-election violence, it was so bad. So he loves his wife, but he says, I can't bear step there because I was told him if he goes there, he will not come back alive. And he was, they were, the two were from different, that time the major, whatever tribes. Eh? So you're saying I'm, str- I'm a stressed up man, even as I go home right now, I have no one at home, so just allow me drink. So I, I just asked him, can I just make a simple prayer and we trust God, you know, God will do something concerning your family so that you can, you know, get reconciled. Because that's what I felt in my spirit God wanted to do. So I told him, let's pray that you trust God. Do you accept prayer? I say, he said, yes. Come okay, the first thing I want to do is throw that can outside and then we get to pray. You know, there are those things you can speak and you're, you're like, Holy Ghost, I know you're backing me, you're backing me, you better do it. Funny enough, he threw it out. Then I was like, okay, this is progress. Then I told him, can we pray? He said, yes. I prayed. Then I left him. Then I asked him, how are you feeling? Like, I, I, I am feeling at peace, at peace. I'm feeling good. He couldn't tell what exactly he was feeling. He was not born again by that time. So I prayed for him, got born again. Then he was like, madam, how will I get you again? He was, I was about to alight. So I was like, how can I get you again? Come here, you don't need to get me. Just trust God and God will sort you out. Then I ate my way. But I'm trusting God that God intervened in, you know, his situation because he's a father to everyone. So times what I'm saying is God can give you an instruction, even in the most weird things. And at times this instruction is tied to your breakthrough. Maybe God instructs you, you not know, talk to so-and-so. You don't know this person you've just met, but anyway, you decide to do it. You talk to them and some of their spirits get lifted. From there, you go back, you find even while you're applying for a job, it's the same, same person. Don't you think you'll have favor? Why? Because the Lord says he's ordered your steps. So if he's ordered your steps, you can't make a mistake. And well, if you are to meet someone and be a blessing and go your, your way, well and good. Glory to God. Bonus if you will. So many times the instruction God gives us are for our good. When we pray and God leads you towards a certain thing, you have prayed for your authority, you've prayed for your you know, authority at work, you've prayed. Bible says all this prayer you're making in First Timothy, it's for your peace. If it's for my peace, it means there are certain things God is doing away with my life. It means there are certain breakthroughs God is doing. And at times it's not directly tied, you know, for you. It's tied to someone else. Maybe it's a destiny helper God is bringing your way. But there has to be a point of connection. There has to be a point of meeting. And maybe you're the one to trigger this. So God is telling you south. You're saying, no, God, not. I am sure it's not. 
times, let me, let me tell you one thing what God told me. Last year, at the beginning of, at the, beginning of the year, God told me, you know, put, put, put a few foodstuffs together. I want you to go to church, then I'll show you who to bless. I didn't have names. He just told me I'll show you who to bless. And God told me when you do this, you know, it will open up. You know what Bible says when you give to the poor, when you give to the needy, when you give to the orphans, when you give to the... That's how, that's how I started up going to the, the children's home. It was just a mere instruction. And I said, well, let me follow. Why? Because it's for my own good. And this is why I am passionate about it. And I keep on pushing and I remind you guys all the time, all the time. And even I've realized with time they even know the day more than me and they go ahead and plan where you can get these things. So most of the time the instructions God gives is for your own good. When you understand this, you learn to tell God even remove the fear. Where I've doubted, remove it. Give me the ability. Make my heart willing to go forth and do something about it. Make my heart willing to follow an instruction. You know, James, God can be telling you, leave this man alone. I'll give you another one. But you're like, Jesus, this man, this man supplies my, my what? My rent, eh? But this guy does my nails, hair, food. Now, you know, now you kind of reason. Now, if I leave this guy, who will do this? You know, rent is, is an essential. A shelter is an essential. So you kind of debate, kind of debate, kind of debate. So the more you hold on to this, the more the other one cannot be released. Because instructions have to be, they are progressing. How about you just tell God, okay, if I fall, I fall in your hands. If I lack, I will talk to you. And take a step of faith. And tell God, you know what, yes, I will do it. But I'm only doing, you know, there are things I tell God, this one I will do because you've told me. Not because of anything. There are times God tells you, put aside your hurting heart. Put aside that bitterness. Eh? Your bitterness towards men, put it aside. Why? I want to take you to the next level. You pray and this is the instruction God forgave. And you're thinking, Jesus, you know that man hurt me. He hurt me so bad. And maybe when you forgive, this is when the rest is released. Do you know when you harbor bitterness and unforgiveness? Do you know there are some diseases that are caused by bitterness and unforgiveness? The kind of pressure, this kind of thing, they come because of that. So God is telling you, do this because it will be for your good. You, you're waiting. Those who are sick, stand up. Your hand is up. Can I bring it home? You want to lift your hand here. And you had an instruction. And there are some principles that if you don't obey them, however much you're prayed for, you will not get your breakthrough. You will feel well now the next thing you'll be like, but I went home, then I started feeling pain again. Why? You did not deal with the foundational instruction. Forgive, let go, so that your breakthrough comes. There are times God tells you that boss, just release him. And you're thinking, this man, I will deal with it. You know, there are times you, feel, you think, God, you're not getting it. 
I need to deal with this one so that he understands. But God is saying, no, this is not my mother's. Eh. And you're like, Lord, you know that we, we have a friend who normally says, let me just do this one. Then after that, I'll come back to God. We deal with each other. I think God, this one, this one I'm not giving you. This one I will deal with it. This is true, eh? Then I will come back to you. Then we can have a conversation. You know you're merciful. But this is for the good of your own life. Come, I need to pray for you. Shakatala brusika. So I need to pray for someone to have the ability to let go. To have, you know, following half an instruction is simply disobedience. You won't say, but God, I did ABCD, ABCD, ABCD. He'll tell you, but you didn't do it completely. Where do you want me to come in? What do you want me to do? I feel like praying for you. Can I pray for you? So there are times God just desires. Follow the instructions to the latter. If he tells you, you know, pray for this husband of yours, pray. If he tells you, pray for this lecturer of yours who has refused to help you graduate, do it. Some sacrifices are worth it because of where we are going. I should lift up your hands. I want to pray for you. Shalabasika. La ko shalaba. Meko sikaya nelira maha shalabo zikaya. Father, we pray that you will help us to be able to arise. Arise and take our place in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. We entrust you with our lives, O oh God. We pray, my Father, in the name of Jesus, just like you have instructed us. I want you to take just a minute to pray for the authority God has placed in your life. You know who they are. Some of you are still your parents, even if you're like 40-something. But they can speak a word. As long as someone can speak a word that affects your life, then you go to Lift them in prayers and pray for them. Come on, I need to hear your voice. The authorities at your workplaces, the authorities at your home, some need to pray for your family, some need to pray for your parents, some need to pray for your husband, some need to pray for your leaders. Come on, speak a word. Speak our son need to pray for your spiritual authority in church. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. So that your breakthrough might be made manifest. So that the Lord may release an instruction. Bible says, when we pray for these people, we get peace. And this peace surpasses all understanding of man. When you pray for these people, we are able to live a quiet life. A life that is not full of conflict. Be able to have conflict resolution. In families that are blessed work. We're able to get favor, favor, favor. Favor to catapult you to the next level. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Lord, in your word, in your word, in the book of Jeremiah, that 
you will give us hearts. You will give us hearts that are easily molded. Hearts that can be molded by you, O God. Hearts that can be changed. Hearts that can be transformed. So that we can fit in your will. So that we can fit in your purposes. So that our hearts are willing, my Father. Mold us this afternoon. Fill away with every emotional issue, O God. Cause us to be on stable grounds, my Father, in the name of Jesus. As we raise our voices to you, O God, align us, my Father, align us to your will, align us to your destiny that is set before us, my God. In the name of Jesus, as we lift our authorities in prayer, my Father, as we stand the gap, the gap, O God, let every yoke be broken from every generational custody that easily besets us, my Father, from doing your purposes. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, Karaba Shakara Kandele Brosikayade, Rikana Mashalaba, Meko Sikana Mahande, Makara Shalabosikayade, Lira Boshanga, Meko Sikayade, Rakashata Rababa, Masikayande, remove every bitterness from our hearts, remove every unforgiveness from our hearts. That, that which may hinder us from praying effectively, hinder us from lifting our voice to the Lord. Leko shalaba zikayane, maleko shalaba, laka zikanama hane, leko shalaba, laka zikanama hane, maka yane, likanama hane, maka shalaba, for this is acceptable in your sight, for this is your will concerning us. Empower us by your spirit to have the ability and willingness to do of your will in the name of 